Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is yours truly, Noah Global, on the show again. We're taking some break, but now we're back. So there was a little bit of a glitch, so hopefully you can hear me. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-host here. Hey, Nancy, how are you? Oh, hi. Oh, hi, 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 hi. I kept on saying hi, Noah. I don't know what was going on on your end. Yeah, as you know, sometimes technology has a funny way of behaving and acting, so it's just, I think, the, the network was acting up. So otherwise, how 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 was your day? How are you doing today? Otherwise, uh, good evening, listeners. My name is Nancy. Uh, thank you so much for having me, having me on the show. My collaborator here, Mr. Noan Lobo, my day has been quite okay. And how has been yours? Uh, my day has been good. My day has been good, mostly resting, taking it easy at home. So, which is always uh-huh. a good thing, because with everything okay. going on, so I felt I needed just a little bit of rest. So, I've been mostly relaxing and resting. So, awesome. there awesome. was supposed awesome. to be, awesome. yeah. So the the Mark II song was supposed to play. So let's go ahead and while we get everything situated, and start out the show with this beautiful track by. MK Maki 2. So let's see if it's going to come on. So sometimes technology behaves in a funny way. So apparently the song that we had set out to play decided not to play. So let me see Which if just to make sure everything is. It was MK Mark 2, I think, finally. But I think sometimes things have a funny way. So let's try to make sure... The system is working fine. Let me play this track. All right.
looks like the system is back on. So welcome, welcome our listeners. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical glitch, but now it looks like the system is back. So the initial song that we wanted to play out was MK Mark II. I think, no, it's Your Maps featuring Mark II, finally. But there was a little bit of a glitch on the system. So you always have to have a contingency plan. So we had to play... Uh, Rio Rogers. That's a, a. He's actually an Ecuadorian musician, uh, based in German right now. I mentioned in the past that he actually won the German version of uh, America's Got Talent, but the German version he won season five. His music is very much in touch with nature. I like listening to that type of music, especially when I'm in my poetry mood when I am writing my poetry. So a beautiful track. So I know most of our listeners, Zambians, they are not, uh, I'm not trying to pre-stereotype, but I think most Zambians don't listen to native or Latin American music. So that's one piece by Rio Rogers. So again, Nancy, my co-host, it looks like everything is back on track. So uh, today's topic, it's uh, going to be talking about love in connection with Black History Month. So we are in the month of February, and the month of February, of course, for most people, they talk about Black History Month. And we started out the show last week featuring Mr. or Brother Warren, who gave us a little bit of insight and history about the Black History Month, but today's topic will focus mostly on love, and we'll be just looking at it from an African perspective and also from a Black American month as we remember and celebrate Black History Month. So my co-host will be asking some questions and then we'll try to have a little bit of a conversation, dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the program, we'll, have, we'll open up the lines to see if there are people who have questions. So that's the format for this evening. So uh, my co-host, Nancy, over to you. Um, good evening, listeners. My name is Nancy. Uh, um, thank you so much for having me again uh, today on your show, um, Noah Uncensored. It's a midweek show that comes every Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or 8 p.m. Central Time. So I'm glad that today we'll be discussing um, love. So as you are aware that um, February is such a short month and yet has so much awareness. As I was looking at, at it, I know uh, we have... Marijuana Awareness Month, which is also in February, um, National Bed Feeding Day Month, Black History Month, of course. We had a wonderful discussion with um, Brother Warren last week. And, of course, February is also a month of love and romance. So we're not just focusing on February 14th, which is a Valentine's Day, but we're talking about the whole month of February, month of love and romance. So uh, thank you so much for having me otherwise, and I know you'll be... Um, Talking about love from what perspective, Noah? I know um, when I looked at this topic, it's really broad. When you talk about love, you have to look at it from different angles. So, what are you talking about today on your podcast? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, thank you for that question. So, again, we'll be looking at love from a, a, a black 
person perspective in America, and also would touch a little bit about love uh, from a Zambian perspective. So this will give a little bit of history, because uh, most people ask, why do people act the way they act? Why do they do stuff like that? So, and then we'll just be talking in general what love means in relation to family, love in relation to community, and love in relation to the Bible, and just love in general, especially uh, for the community, and love for a married couple. So this is not necessarily just even for, uh, usually when we talk about love, most people always feel that, oh, it has to be somebody who is married. No. Love is how you relate with others in different groups. You could be a part of the association, but just working with others in groups. So just look at how, what are the dynamics and things like that. Okay, uh, thank you so much for that contribution. So before I start asking any questions, I also did a little bit of research here about love, like what you said, that it's kind of like just a broad topic. So we'll be looking at love from um, probably a personal perspective, biblical perspective, community perspective, and also from personal, I mean from cultural or ethnic ethnicity, you know. So it just depends. How you oh, yeah. look at love, it just depends on how and whom it's being related to. You know, is it kind of like a romantic relationship, a lover or spouse? Or maybe are you giving the love to your children or family members or co-workers exactly. or even church members? Exactly. You know, so it's quite a very, very interesting topic here, you know. So uh, since you'll be uh, looking at it from a co- community's perspective, what are the signs that you are surrounded by the negative or wrong people? And is that healthy for people, for someone? Yes. Yes. So thank you for that question. So uh, you cannot love others without self-love. You cannot be filled with hatred, hostility within yourself and love somebody in a healthy manner. You can only get to know other people through knowing yourself. It is through the self that you reach others. You will only get to know yourself if you are surrounded by people who love you and people who love you in a healthy way. Because when you are surrounded by people who don't love you, people who don't care about you, you are going to hide parts of yourself uh, automatically. You are going to be caught up in, a, in the emotions of hatred, hostility, revenge, resentment, and your energy and your attention is going to be caught up in those nasty emotions and you are going to become a nasty person. You have to understand that you are going to be able to love with all that nastiness in you that you get from having the wrong people, you're going to be able to love, but you are going to love in a wrong way because hateful people also fall in love, but it's a peculiar kind of love. So it is a love that will ultimately going to destroy them and the people that they love. So I'm sure some of you, you've heard that, 
uh, somebody is doing something wrong and then they'll be saying, I'm doing this because I love you. So somebody is pretending that they love you, but they are projecting hate. So when you're surrounded by the wrong people, you are going to... Uh, in, uh, you're going to tap in into that negative energy and then it's going to affect how you project your love. All right. Thank you. So uh, so uh, basically you mean uh, positivity, what you give out is what you're going to receive, right? So our positive energy attracts positivity and um, exactly. vice versa. If you give out hurt or negativity, you will receive that negativity. So love is the foundation of everything, literally. Uh, so I know you were once uh, you are you you were once a feminist leader and you you are still. So uh, what type of people or what type of love is shown by um, negativity, negative people? Yeah, so it's important to know that even negative people fall in love, but they have the wrong kind of love that they are going to do uh, to. to, to to spread out or they are going to preach a different type of love. So love that comes from love is liberating. Love that comes from love permits others to develop their potential, but love that comes from hate is destructive. It's possessive. Mm -hmm. It's the love that makes other, the other person feel like they are a servant to you. It's love that ultimately degrades other people. That is why it's very important in a family that a child is raised with the right love and in loving, in a loving way. When a child is loved in a healthy way, the child will create more lovely people and a lovely uh, community. So those are some of the uh, attributes uh, that somebody is doing, uh, they, they have that nastiness in themselves, they want to hate, they want to be possessive, they want to control. So that just shows that, no, this person may love, but their love is uh, directed in the wrong way. Yeah, all right, thank you. But uh, what we want to do is just to spread love, right? We want to um, focus Definitely. more on the positivity. So uh, is love natural, or what is the role of love in the community? Or how would you define yeah. love from a yeah, positive perspective? You. So, thank you. That's a very good question. So uh, we, we are going to talk a little bit about a man and a woman relationship. The thing that we have to recognize first is that the relationship between a man and a woman is not an isolated thing. The way you love one another, the way you love your girlfriend, the way you love your boyfriend, your husband, your children, is rooted in a political social system. Love does not just flow out of your heart, and it is just not that natural like we tend to think. Love is influenced by our own experiences as an individual as well as experiences as a people. We must recognize that the love relationship between the black mother and her child, between the black father and his child, between the mother and father, the sister, the brothers, and the black family is shaped by the political social situation in which we live or in which black people live. 
So you can tell, you can see from this that under those circumstances where you have the political, social, and economic factors, that that love is going is not going to flow naturally. It's going to be influenced by those attributes. So it's love is influenced by social, political circumstances. So somebody will say, what do you mean by that? So love, most people tend to think it's natural, but technically it's not. So for instance, some of us, uh, uh, just uh, this past uh, past few months, uh, prior to the elections, a lot of people were sort of uh, frustrated. Oh, I, I think, no, we don't know where the country is going. Hey, we don't know this, and we don't know that. So you find that the political environment under which you live, or in other ways, the conditions under which you live, not only do you live in those conditions, but those conditions also live and manifest themselves inside you. So you find that with a change of government, you find that some people feel like, oh, more doors are opening up. And then they will then spread that type of awareness or love in their respective families and in their respective communities. But a few months prior, you find that some people felt like, oh, all doors are closing up. Oh, this is just not happening and things like that. So this is why we mean that the uh, politics or the social situation or the environment in which you live influences how you are going to conduct yourself. Again, it takes us back to the first question. You have to be surrounded by the right people because the energy that you get from those people is going to influence how you conduct yourself. So love doesn't just happen naturally. It's influenced by your environment. Awesome, awesome. I think you've explained that very well. So uh, it's 20 minutes past 9 p.m. As um, now For those that are joining in, we are uh, in the midweek radio show. It's um, Noah Uncensored. So right now I have Noah here, the, cre- the creator and the inventor of this show, answering some of the questions because uh, we are celebrating the month of uh, February, which is the month of love and romance. So uh, this show was created to educate and enlighten and explore a variety of different topics of interest, issues, successes, and failures around our community and around the globe. So as we are saying here that um, thank you so much for joining us. We are discussing the topic of love. So before I move on to the next question here, um, so uh, what, what does it mean when they say it takes a village to raise a child? coming from the love perspective. Oh, thank you. Thank you again. That's a a, a very good question. So I think most of us coming from Africa, uh, we've had this. I think even it's become a a very well-known saying, I think, across. So what they simply mean when they say it takes a village to raise a child, it's because, let me put it this way. I want to I want us to understand that love between a man and a woman or between a parent and a child is ultimately a gift to a community itself. I've emphasized in the past, I think, when I was especially the association president when when I was talking about culture, that when a child 
is born into between a mother and a father, that child is ultimately a gift onto the community. A child does not only belong to you as a mother or as a father. A child is going is born into a community of people. I'm emphasizing the word people. The child is a gift to the community because the child is not only going to live in a world by itself. It is going to live in a community where it will relate to other people. Its behavior is going to be influenced by other people in the community. And if it turns out to be a delinquent or crime-oriented community, it is going to negatively affect the lives of that or the life of that child. So the community has to share in educating the child, in supporting the child, in feeding the child, in providing jobs, providing protection for the child. The community, if the child does not turn out well, has to provide rehabilitative services and supportive services and other kinds of services for the child. So when a child is born, it is not only the responsibility of the parents who gave it birth, but it is also the community responsibility. So some of us, a very practical example is when I have a almost a two 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 months and five two years and five months little kid here. So at some point, she wants to go and play with other kids. So those kids out there, they are going to influence how she acts. This is why some of you, especially when you have teenagers, uh, myself included, you tend to be very cautious. Who are you going to see? Uh, how do, do the parents go to church and things like that? Because you know, as a parent, that when a child goes out there, they are going to be influenced. So if there are people, friends who are dealing in drugs or doing all kinds of other things, your child if the child is playing, hanging around with those kids, that behavior is going to be inculcated into that child. And then this is why as a community, it's the responsibility of a community to ensure that you are vigilant of what type of uh, activities are going on in your community. You can't just say, no, it's only my child, and I'm just going to worry about my child. No. A family is an agent for a, for a society. So a number of families make up a community. So this is why when they say it takes a village to raise a child is because you have to be responsible for that child because one day that child if may end up marrying somebody in that child, I mean, in that community, and then uh, if they have got uh, bad tendencies and that, you're bringing those bad tendencies, bad tendencies into your family. So that's why it's very important for families or communities to work as one and to be involved. So that's why they say it takes a village to raise a child. Awesome, 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 awesome. Our children need us as parents to raise them in a lovely, warm environment. So you really answer those exactly. questions very, very well. Yeah, especially in this uh, time and age where we are living in a very difficult uh, time. You know, so many things are going on on social media. We we we, we want to make sure that the children are really protected from all angles. You know, there's too much exactly. negativity especially on social media. So, um, oh, yeah. 
Going back to the biblical aspect of uh, love, what does the Bible say about relationships? Have you done any research on that? Yeah, you see, as an Afrocentric philosopher of science, usually I research is part of my my DNA. So I do research on... This is part of the reason why I've been doing a lot of research in the background. So I'm like, what's the point of having all this information only to myself if I'm not sharing? So I'm like, oh, there's no point. So hence we have this radio show at least to try to squeeze out a little bit of intellect and uh, uh, share it with others. So coming back to your question, uh, what does the Bible say about relationships? In relation to community, love, and uh, children, the sins of the first generation are visited now until the fourth or fifth or sometimes sixth generation. Often it will take some time, sometimes three to four generations, for a family to leave out the head or the case. Those of you who've written, I mean, go to church or read the Bible, the Bible talks about the sins of the fathers being visited onto their children. So the children get the case from the previous, uh, uh, from the parents. For instance, some of us come from families which uh, broke up. You find that you are sort of destined or predestined to have some challenges. You find that most of us, like, oh, uh, parents broke up at some point. You find that even your kids, sometimes you find that they will sort of continue that, uh, those dynamics until something changes. So the children's reaction to your love relationship between the, the children, the way children react to the relationship between fathers and mothers can lead to their own personal problems sometimes. Their own interpersonal problems with other people as well as problem, the same problems that you have in a family, they end up sweeping out themselves in the community. So you find that, oh, your grandparents divorced. Your parents divorced. You end up getting married, you divorce. You find that you, your children, they divorce. So sometimes the Bible talks about these things. This is why it's very important to look at things from, uh, from the origin, not just to look at, oh, this is a month of love, so let's go and buy chocolate and celebrate. No, you have to sometimes take time, read, see how do we, do we get here? Is this my own doing? Or maybe it's something that's beyond me. So the sins of the father are passed on. So the Bible is very clear on that. So children suffering from a feeling of lack of love from their parents may deal with that by becoming delinquent in their behavior, by not reaching their potential, by not functioning in schools the way they should, getting into trouble, getting pregnant, at a young age, and so forth. So this is why it's very, very important as a family to sit back together, especially where we come from, I think, uh, in back home. When they hear that somebody uh, uh, is going out with someone, most of the parents are like, oh, things like that. They want to figure out where does that child boyfriend or girlfriend come from 
what type of family do they go to church? Are the parents still married and things like that? So this is why everything is connected. It's just not just about yourself. So I know there are some people who mislead themselves by saying, no, this is just me and myself. I'm just going to worry about me and myself. No, everything is connected. So a child lives in your house, but the child, I guarantee you, does not just live in your house. It interacts with other kids in the community. So this is the Bible talks about the generation cases by the forefathers are visited. So this is why sometimes a prayer is very helpful because mm-hmm. you might be carrying some things that you have no control over. So that's basically what the Bible talks about relationship. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I think next time we have to invite uh, um, a pastor to come and talk about generational curses. So I think this generation we are oh, yeah. very, very, uh, we are a very ignorant generation because we don't realize that some of the problems we have actually. They they stem back to our forefathers, our ancestors. You know? Exactly. So we need yeah. to bring a pastor that's going to talk about generational curses and how they're affecting the new generation. It's like we are not, we don't believe in that, but some of the problems we have, therefore it's a exactly, pattern. Exactly, yeah. You see that? It's a pattern of people yeah. that, uh, that are not getting married, you know. It's just a pattern because it's a generational curse. Yes. So for those that are just yes. joining us, it's uh, 31 minutes past 9 p.m., as we say, this is a, um, a, convers- a conversational show that comes every Wednesdays, and uh, we kind of like tackle different um, topics. We are very, very flexible in the selection of topics we choose, and uh, we, would, we will strive to be very raw and vulnerable. It's a podcast, so it's just conversational. It's not just very serious, but we are just discussing and talking and, uh, you know, relaxing while learning. We also look forward to learning from the listeners. And uh, we also educate our listeners and also want to learn from them. So uh, is it the time for the break now, Noah? It's 32 yes, minutes yeah, past so 9 p.m.? Okay. Yes. So at this time, we'll go ahead and take a break and listen to... This is a great song by... Usually I forget whether it's B1 or B4. But anyway, it's a beautiful track called Kwa Joji, talking about a guy looking everywhere for love. And he found the love in George. George Compound is somewhere in Osaka. So uh, sit back and relax and enjoy this track and then we'll be be on in a few seconds. Kwa 
Nancy, so I don't know if Nancy can hear me. So, but Kwa Georgie is a brilliant track. So, okay. So, let me just want to make sure that at least uh, Nancy can hear me. Oh yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry, my phone was my. Oh, you were uh, muted, right? On mute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened. Yeah, so I would say I, um, I actually like that song, but I think you played it enough from your previous shows that you were hosting. So I know we had a oh, lot yeah. of uh, beautiful Zambian music out there, sitting from gospel to just, in, uh, you know. Yeah, in fact, you see, that's why I, I put a different song, but because of the there was a, that technical glitch, and then I just say, oh, let me just put these ones because they were easy to get to. But yeah, so we have a, a wide variety of Zambian songs. But I, at least the good thing is they are pertaining to love. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I think uh, moving forward, like uh, you choose one uh, artist and then you just promote that artist for the whole show, try, trying to play music for one from one artist. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good plan. Yeah, yeah so let's, let's nice get back to the... Yeah, so let's get back to our, so at least we can share some information with our listeners. Okay, so uh, for our listeners or those that are just tuning in, this is uh, Noah Uncensored. It's a show that comes every Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, it's there to educate, to enlighten, 
issues that are happening in the community. We'll be tackling different types of topics, and the main purpose really is to be as raw as possible. So maybe next time we can be inviting Banachi Mbusa to talk about the cultural aspect of love, right? So I have uh, definitely, let me definitely see here. We'll bring them next time. Right. I don't know whether you tackled uh, the question for the role of parents in a community. What is the role of parents in the community? Yeah, so th- thank you. Yeah, so parents play a very, very important role in a community. The greatest gift that a parent can give to a community is a gift of beautiful, healthy children, well-behaved children, children who know themselves, who have a firm identity, children who can love healthy and love in a righteous manner. So in a sense, you may not be great, you may not be famous, you may not have all the money, you may not be uh, on TV, you may not have a podcast, (laughs) but we can all, and we all have the potential of being good parents. And that is the major contribution to the advancement of a community and its survival is ensuring that parents are there guiding and coaching children because, like I said, it takes a village. So if you are not responsible for your children or even other children, the wrong material that will come in from other kids, they are going to manifest in your kids. So this is why the most important thing for your parent is to ensure that you are doing everything possible to contribute to the betterment of your community, not just yourself, because we have learned that uh, you may keep to yourself and say, no, no, I don't want to be involved, for instance, in Zen or other association matters, but trust me, when you live in a community, you interact with people. So as a grown-up, as a parent, your role is to ensure that you're doing everything possible to be a role model for the community. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. I'm trying to hurry up. We have only 20 more minutes moving forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you touch on the time uh, flies you when you're having fun? <laughs> exactly, but I don't know whether we are, I don't know how many listeners we have and if they have any questions. After two questions, probably I'm going to open it up for the listeners. So, uh, can you talk oh, yeah. um, real quick about love instincts and what, and what they are? Is there something like yeah, that? Think- love instincts. Yeah, thank you for that question. Yeah, so so when you want to destroy a community, you destroy the nature of that romantic love. So I know we are sort of pressed on time. So I'll try to sort of skip through some of the material that I wanted just to share. Uh, So again, when you want to destroy a community, you destroy that community's nature of romantic love because this destroys the ability to love one another in a healthy sort of way. There are two types of instincts that drive us as a people. There is what is called the love instinct, and there is what is called the death instinct. The love instinct is sometimes called eros. The death instinct is that instinct that moves you close to the grave, close you to death. In a sense, we are born to die, and in a sense, we die from living. Death is almost a side effect of living, if you think about it. 
But anyway, I don't have time to sort of chase every rabbit trail. So love instinct is expressed sexually. It's expressed in terms of reproduction. Love and sexuality are closely related because they lead to maintenance, uh, the maintenance of a species through reproduction. Love involves the preservation of oneself. If you love yourself, if you love your body, if you love who you are, you love your family, you love your man, you love your woman, you love your community, you want to preserve those things. You want to see them grow. You want to see them develop. This is what the love instinct does. It does not only preserve the self, it preserves others. Love also is involved in growth because life, life is about growth. We, uh, we have grown from 2020, now it's 2021. So as, as we progress, life is about growth. It is about development. It is about enhancement. It's about fulfilling one's potential. Love will permit the potential to express itself, to actualize itself. Love is an enhancement element of growth. The love that exists in a community is the element that makes the community grow and develop and fulfill its potential. So when we talk about the love instinct, of course it's there. So that's basically what we mean when we talk about love instinct is because it's an element of growth, preserving the community and preserving yourself. Because when you love yourself, you love for your man, your husband, and then you want to preserve that. And you want to preserve your community and you want to do everything that uh, develops, that enhances the community. And uh, so that's my response. I know I'm no uh, sort of working down on time. Hello, thank you so much, uh, listeners. You're listening to Noah Uncensored. Noah, the man, is the one talking right now. Uh, do you know if we have any questions? The one and only. Listeners? <laughs> the one and only, Noah and Lobo. <laughs> former Zane president, former Zanus president. He's always invading stuff, invading. He's an invader. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see if we have any uh, questions from the listeners. Do you guys have any questions for Mr. Noan Lovell? Yeah, I, I think the listeners are, listener? are happy listening. Yeah, so I think you can ask <laughs> one more question, and then maybe oh, oh, if there's no one to ask a question, then we'll go ahead and uh, continue. Now, okay, so you can go ahead and, and, and mute your phones in case you're trying to talk and we can't hear you, and mute your phone and feel free to call in. Feel free to ask him any questions concerning love as it relates to the community or as it relates to to a spouse or children or your coworkers. So um, let me see here. So uh, what are, I know you've spoken a lot about the community. So what are the signs that there's love in the community? Good oh, hello. Uh, good evening. Oh. You can just go ahead I and introduce so. yourself. Hi, this is yeah, very interesting uh, subject tonight, and you know, thank you for choosing this topic. This is Dorothy. Oh, hi, Madam welcome, Dorothy. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> hi, welcome hi, to hi, the topic hi, of hi. love. 
I know, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I want to just ask a question because yesterday I had an interesting uh, uh, discussion with somebody that I know who says that um, you know her husband keeps telling her that he loves her, like she hears this word "love, love, love" all the time. But I think in at the same time he's also emotionally abusing this person. So my question is, does love have to hurt? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. So, like, I think uh, we get back to my initial uh, comments. I think the question that I was asked. You see, uh, we come from Zambia, and we grow up in a culture and an environment sometimes where, of course, for some of us, witchcraft it's a it's something that, of course, in, a, in the U.S., most people may not know about that, but when we come from certain parts of the world, a person who does not sleep at night gets up and do what they have to do and to go and perform some whatever activities and uh, to case, put a spell on someone, to cause harm or injury to someone. They come back. That person also at some point, they also want to be, you find that some of them are married, but they want to be loved also. Now you can imagine a person who does that kind of thing or a person who uh, says that I love you, but yet project the wrong type of love. Because that's why I, I, I took some time to explain that love, you can tell, that this is the right type of love by looking at what is being projected to you. Because when somebody just says, I love you, that does not really mean anything. For instance, when you, most of the marriages, uh, everybody who's had a wedding at some point, uh, uh, you go uh, before the, I mean, the, the priest or the justice of the peace, they perform the ceremony, you get married, and you are hugging, you are loving, and you're saying, oh, I love you. And two, three months or a few years later, you divorce. And then you'll be like, oh, but I love that person. Then what happened? So it's not enough to just say you love someone because you have to follow it by action, by the way you conduct yourself, by the way you treat someone. So this is why I said, in Fuiti, we'll go and lower some people but still expect to be loved. The person who does the terrible things out there, beat up the spouse or whatever else they can do, they still expect to be loved, but they are going to project the, the wrong type of love. This is why I, I sort of took some time to explain that in a community, you have to be responsible and know what type of activities and elements are out there because these are some of the things that come to interfere in relation I mean in families. This is why it's just not enough and I know most women get carried away when somebody says I love you and then meanwhile the guy just wants something else. So it's just unfortunate there's much more and I know we are sort of uh, a little bit mm -hmm. limited on time so we're going to sort of uh, leave it at that but Look at what they are projecting. If they are, they're telling you they love you and they're projecting something else, you can tell that they have the wrong type of love. 
Sarah, thank you so much. Madam Dorothy, thank you, Noah, for answering that question. As we say that uh, love, the topic of love is wide. You can look at it oh, from yeah. different it's angles. Huge. It's not just, it's not just oh, yeah. love it's from topic. the romantic point of view, but you can look at it from different perspectives. So do we have any callers out there, the listeners, that want to have any, that want to contribute or ask any questions? We have 10 more minutes. Also, I'm I think maybe. This, mm-hmm. this can be like a segment. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, like divide it into segments. Because today you looked at it like yeah. now from the community's perspective, and you touched a little bit about love from the family perspective and children. So maybe yeah, when I go deeper and talk a, about love but, from a romantic yeah, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the romantic part because I think that's what usually gets a lot of people excited. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, because of course uh, I'm sure some people will be disappointed if we don't talk about that uh, sexy, cozy. Again, this is no uncensored, so we're not uh, embarrassed or shy to mention those things. So. Let me, I got, I'm getting a question from someone. How does the community that has the right kind of love look like? Okay, so let's go ahead. Let me just see if I can chip in on this one. Okay. Love, love of course, is, is geared towards survival, like we've mentioned earlier, towards protection and liberation. Love is freeing. Freeing instead of restricting. People who restrict you, but they say they love you, then you know there's a there's a sign that no, this is uh, something else. This is why most people will say, if you love something, let it go. This is why they say love is freeing. But when people are possessive, hey, you can't do that. Hey, that's not that's the wrong type of love. So love is mm, reconstructive. Love likes to repair things, to to repair the individual and stimulate growth and development. Love is elation. This, I'm sure, this is the side of love we hear most about. The uh, the euphoria, the feeling good. Love has its own natural high. Love permits you to grow and develop and fulfill your potential. When, you're, when the community is concerned and cares about you, you, when it cares about you, it shares with you and you share with your community or you share with your friend. When you can sit down and not be, when you can sit down and not be ashamed, when you can sit down and not be afraid to speak, and say hello to people in your community when you can have a decent conversation without without feeling you have to manipulate someone or someone to manipulate you there is a beauty and there is an euphoria about that kind of feeling there is a tendency to smile like i know dorothy likes to smile there's a tendency to be happy there's a tendency to be free and a tendency to be honest and a tendency to be open so that's why they say love if you love something let it go because there is a tendency to smile when people who are in love they smile when you look at me i'm always smiling 
uh, there is that tendency to be happy, to be free, to be honest, and to be open. So to Dorothy's question, when people are not smiling, you can tell, oh, there's, there's a problem. You, you don't really want someone else to help you smile. You have to make yourself happy. You have to make yourself smile. This is what love does when it operates within a community. It takes you beyond yourself. It transcends. It moves you beyond yourself. You glow, and people pick up on your glow. I don't want to talk much about the glow because some people, you know, when things are happening and you are happy, people say, oh, that person is glowing with love. You can tell when somebody is happy. I'll put it in invented marks, so I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it transcends. About it. it moves you beyond. <laughs> you glow, <laughs> and people pick up the glow. Your love becomes infectious, and people reflect it back on you, and you reflect it back on them, and therefore you feel good. It feels wonderful to dance to sing and to be even a little silly sometimes, to joke, to play with people that you love. It makes you glow, again, glow in inverted marks, with healthy and glow with happiness. It's a beautiful kind of thing, and you naturally want to stay with people you love, and you naturally want to be around your community, and you naturally want to be part of its movement and so forth. Love has in itself a built-in beauty and a built-in glow and a built-in euphoria. So this is what love does to you. When you have the right kind of love, you glow. So I know this is no uncensored, but I know there are uh, our mothers listening. So we'll just leave it at that. So you glow when you have love because it's can show from the outside. So some people say, how do you know if you, somebody has the love? That's how you know. They, are, they have this tendency to smile, to be happy, to want to belong, they want to give, they want to do everything. But when your people are frowning, hey, in a cinema, don't get me involved. I don't want to be part of the association. Just know those are signs that something is wrong. When people don't want to be uh, with their... Uh, friends or to do something for other people, just know that's not a good sign. So I know time is running down, so I'll leave it at that. Okay, okay. We we'll definitely have on. a part two. I think we definitely need to have a part two. Yeah, we definitely need to have a part two. Just to add on, on, just to add on, on that, I mean, love means yeah. affection, so, adoration, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm, I was going to ask yeah. you, what, what does love mean to you? What does love mean to you? Yeah, so for me, really, as I was uh, doing a bit of research on this topic, I mean, just um, being frank, I mean, I, I think it means affection, adoration. It means something beautiful, striking, warmth. It can also relate to warm-heartedly, sincere, sincerity, conducive and cordial environment, or gesture or welcome. Mostly I look at love from biblical point of view. I love this verse. First Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no wrong of record of wrongdoing. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. 
It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So you, I base my foundation of love from this biblical verse. And I think, so basically for me, love has to be felt to the core. A person cannot give out what they do not have. So you give out negativity, you receive negativity. So love is the foundation of everything, family, in marriage, friendships, and mutual collaborations. So love is, love is about trust, respecting other people's mm-hmm. feelings and time. Oh, yes. Being truthful oh, to yes. one another. If only, if you really love someone, you've got to be honest and and be truthful to them regardless of how they're going to feel. So my core values of love really are trustworthiness, truthfulness, honesty, and respect. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Nancy. So I think we we, we may have a part two so that we can go get down to the glow because I know a lot of people are excited about the glow. So again, there is a tendency to smile, there is a tendency to be happy, a tendency to be free, to be open and to be honest. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, our very, I think we'll have a part two. So, this is part one of our love affair. So, next time, we'll try to see what others have to say about this uh, important topic. So, uh, Nancy, any last, last words in two seconds or less? Two seconds. Well, um, <laughs> but, um anyway, <laughs> uh, two seconds is time limit, so... okay? Love, love <laughs> does not time limit. So otherwise, I just want oh, to yeah. thank you for inviting me to be your co-host on your Noah Uncensored. Looking forward to co-hosting most of your shows with you. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, thank no you so way. much for having given me this time to collaborate again once, once more with you. So, oh, oh yeah, no, we appreciate you. Yeah, so to to our, um, our listeners, love never fails. Go ahead, go out there and spread some love and cheers, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to you. Yeah, let, let there be love. So we are going to end uh, with a song by uh, Kwa Georgie. So, again, uh, a little technical glitch here. So I think uh, – our show has unfortunately ended because there was a, a little technical glitch there. So join us next week for the same show, same time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.